Blog Talk Radio. Gonna tell you a little bedtime tale, legend it will become. Burgers flying out the door, sail on. Two for one, no concern for the future. Living for today. Fast food bite on your way, lay it all to waste. The masses are afflicted now. Moo, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, mad cow, line dance song. Hey, Sangai Nation, welcome to the show here on another Friday afternoon. Sangai with you, hopefully to be joined. Andy, I am joined by the coach with the most coming at us from coast to coast. He doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast because he makes a really nice rump roast that he serves with avocado toast. Coach Mike Jones, real fast before we jump into it with our guest, some show notes if you are looking for some pro wrestling tonight. WCWO at the Outlaw Arena, 1151 South Kentucky Avenue in Indianapolis, Indiana. FGW in Hamilton, Ohio. Micro Wrestling in Indianapolis. NEW in Waterbury, Connecticut. Tomorrow night, KEPW with the huge Scott Diamond Birthday Bash in Frankfort, Kentucky. MEW in Southgate, Michigan. WWA in Owensboro, Kentucky. SNPW in Crossville, Illinois. ERW in Chicago, Illinois. EHF in Elkhart, Indiana. New Wave Pro Wrestling in Terre Haute, Indiana for their 10th anniversary show. BOTB in Morrow, Ohio, and NEW returning tomorrow night in Poughkeepsie, New York. So find a show near you, get out there, support your local independence. And without any further ado, I want to welcome our guest. He was a late addition today because the original scheduled guest was not feeling very well. So we are very happy that we are joined today by Travis Mayhem. He is former guest of the show. You might remember him as a referee for a few different Pacific Northwest promotions. You've seen him walking around with a camera in hand, video taping matches. You have seen him in the crowd supporting a lot of local Pacific Northwest promotions. He does a lot of the little things behind the scenes. Travis, thank you very much, and welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me on. Well, a lot has changed for you since you last joined us. Uh, you have taken a role more so behind the scenes than you previously did when you were with us. Uh, you've done a lot with the videography of shows. You've done a lot with helping set up shows as far as the ring and the chairs and that type of thing. What led you to going a bit more behind the curtain than you were before? It's just come natural, really. Uh, you get a taste of the behind-the-scenes stuff when it comes to the booking and the just scouting out the talent when, like, when I worked for the other companies over in Tri-Cities and, and just, you know, just getting in there and helping. You, you see that there's a lot that could be done that's not getting done. So, and, you know, I set my camera up 
I plug in all my cameras and my batteries, and so what else is there to do? Those chairs up, put the tables up, help the guys bring the ring in so they can do other things. So I try to just take on whatever I need to do whenever I'm asked, and I, I refuse to say no. Somebody said, hey, you want to give us a hand? I give them a hand, you know? Now, like I said, you often are found sitting in the seats at area shows here in the Pacific Northwest. You mentioned scouting out for talent uh, when you were there for Reactive 8 Pro Wrestling in the Tri-Cities area. When you were going to a show in that role, did you have a different feeling at the shows than you do now when you go more so just to watch the show as a super fan? Absolutely, it's, it's completely different. You're, you know, you're expected to, to behave a certain way and and act a certain way when you represent other companies and such. I found that uh, I can't be as obnoxious. I'm super obnoxious and loud. So I'm standing in the back of a, of a, of a show or something, and I hear a kid start a chant in in the front row, but nobody's you know yelling. Well, I'm super loud. I get into the yell. Next thing you know, the whole building is erupting with the chant. And I mean, that's so much more fun when you're a fan and you're just fanning than when you're out there trying to represent somebody or some uh, company or other things, being an independent uh, worker for nobody but myself. I'm just a vol- strictly volunteer. I don't work for nobody. Um, I have, I have a lot more fun in that capacity being a fan versus, you know, being an, a representative. I'm sure promoters would definitely frown on a person from their company yelling, you suck at a guy from the crowd. I I can see where that would be a problem. Uh, Going to all these shows as someone that has had experience in a few different roles in the professional wrestling industry, are you watching the shows with more of a trained eye as far as looking at what maybe they could do to improve the production values or maybe what they could do to improve the atmosphere of the venue or what they could do as far as uh, just making an overall better product? Or do you go in with a mindset of the paying fan and you're just watching strictly what they present to you without any thoughts of what they're doing as far as like production wise. Oh, I'm I'm doing a little bit of everything really. I mean, I, when I go in, I'm, the first thing I do is I scope out the venue because the venue can make or break your place. You know, you don't you don't want your place to be too small, but you don't want your place to be too big. You know, sometimes you I, I prefer a, a more darker lit venue like. Uh, you know, like the Washington Hall where DeFi runs their shows. It's a great venue. It's big enough for the crowds that they bring in. And it's not all lit up like the gymnasium style. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the gymnasium style. You get a lot of good sound um, and good crowd and stuff in the gymnasium style. But it's just, it, I, I just look around and I see like everything can be improved. But I mean, it, it, as long as, you know, you got your bathroom, you got your food, you got your drinks, your venue's already good. <laughs> Now, uh, some places in our area, uh, because venues are hard to come by in Washington due to the commission restrictions and so forth, a lot of people struggle to find something that will 
work economically as well as work for what they need for the show to be able to run. Do you ever go to just venues in general and kind of scope out if this is a potential wrestling building and maybe talk to promoters about buildings that you see or do you kind of shy away from the building booking portion of the business? You know, it's just like when I was a landscaper, uh, every time I drive by a lawn, the first thing I do is I, I notice lawns and landscapes. Now it's like if I go out anywhere with friends or family or restaurants, you know, uh, no matter what it is, I'm always looking at, hey, this guy's, this place has a nice high ceiling. There's a lot of areas for seating. Well, you know what I'm saying? These guys have this, their food. So I'm always looking at everywhere as a potential venue, um, especially like you said, like there's a lot of restrictions here in Washington right now and in the Pacific Northwest where – you know, you got to get what you can get. Um, but I've seen, like, there's uh, um, SOS Pro Wrestling out there in Seattle. They were they do their shows at the Hales Palladium, um, Hales Hills in Seattle, which is my old neighborhood. That's a great venue, and they put on an amazing product there. Um, again, Defy is still there at Washington Hall, and they put on a, their good their good show. Um, Kimber Pro Wrestling is, is putting their shows on up in, uh, I want to say, uh, Sultan somewhere. And then, you know, everybody's good. That's that's out there thriving. They're thriving really well. So it's this, the, there are other companies out there that are definitely still looking for venues, um, and the, the restrictions and stuff is definitely one of the biggest problems. But I'm always constantly every weekend, any time I leave town, I'm always constantly looking for venues. I was just in a, in a neighborhood in Tacoma the other day that had uh, some giant like hangar style um, buildings that for rent, for lease, all this other stuff. Like there's it's got the bathroom and plumbing. It's got a place for your your talent to to put you know to get ready the locker room and you know it's got a lot of room for seating high ceilings I'm always looking at stuff like that and that's it, it they're out there you just got to have to keep your eyes out you know, it's going to take sometimes more than one pair of eyes to keep looking. Now when you were working for Reactivate Pro, like you said, you were a talent scout for them. What was it that you would generally look for in a talent when you would go to any given promotion? What were you trying to find talent-wise or otherwise for Reactivate? Well, for that, for the most part, there um, all of the fellows that were that run that company are over in the Tri-Cities area, where at the moment, at the time there wasn't a whole lot of pro wrestling going on over there in their area. And they didn't make it to our side of the mountains over here in Seattle and Tacoma to catch the talent. So my, my goal was to watch, observe, and then introduce myself and then get them into contact the talent over here on our side, get them in contact with the fellows over at reactivate. And then, you know, after about a, a year of working, um, the, the just scouting talent for them, I really, they really had nothing left for me to do because I had done my job. They, you know, they became known. People know who they are, so and they know who people are. So it was one of those. Naturally, it's time to move on to something else. You know, like they, I got, I've had my hands in all kinds of things, but getting behind the camera is one of my favorite things to do now because I can, I get all up in there. And I remember watching TV. And I'm always watching it growing up, seeing the cameraman's in the way, the cameraman's in the way. And going to these other shows around here and watching the cameraman, you know, they're dressed in bright colors. And so I take that idea and I try to make myself invisible with my camera. 
dressed in all black, and I hide behind the post and the and the rings and you know and the um the rope, I, whatever I could do, I hide, um because I'm not supposed to be seen, and and it's, it's the accident that's supposed to be seen, so I just get in there and I hide, get some good footage, pass it on to the promoters, and um it it, it the rest goes from there. I mean, we've got a couple of good highlight videos at the World Underground that I filmed for them, um and so it's it's really fun to just see the finished product once it's all finished as well. Al, do you find as a person that is doing the filming for these shows now that having experience as a referee like you do makes it easier to work in this capacity because you might have an idea of what's going to happen next and where to position yourself and where to not be, things of that nature? Absolutely, absolutely. I try to um, get as close and up to close and personal as I can. Um, but at the same time, you got to keep your distance because um, you don't want to give too much of this, you know, the secrets away. You don't want the people, you know, the, the viewers don't need to, to see some of the stuff that is happening. As long as they see the action and as long as is, is they enjoy what they're watching. And, it's, it's, you know, you, there's nothing like I watch TV all the time and I, I see what they call continuity errors, and I'm that's me. So if, if I'm that kind of person, there's and another person's going to be out there looking for errors and what's going on. So I try not to film anything that's going to look like an error or a blooper. Now, uh, you mentioned filming for Woo America, which uh, you've done the last few shows that they've presented. They moved venues going from La Poblanitas in Bremerton over to the Key Peninsula Civic Center in Vaughn. I know you were going to Northwest Pro Shows at the Civic Center, so you were familiar with it going into it. But Mm -hmm. what are some of the uh, pluses and minuses as far as switching venues, in your opinion, for Woo America? Well, definitely, I I, I love the the Pablo Nita's, um venue. The food was always amazing, and the crowd was just always just extremely high high uh, energy. Um, the difference between the two venues is, of course, the Civic Center is much larger. Again, it's the gymnasium style. It's in there, so so there's the 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 noise is different. Um, but definitely, from a um, a viewing standpoint, there's you you could get a lot more action from the bigger venue. Uh, I have my hard cam set up in the corner and then I'm on physical ring camera circling the ring as well. Um, it's just all about where you can put your cameras. Um, and, and so the smaller venues you run out of like Pablo Nita's, you didn't really have many places to set up a hard cam without it being knocked over or, you know, it's just the crowd. You can't blame the people. It gets excited, but you know, at least I can set up the hard cam at the larger venues and not have to worry about, only maybe checking on the battery every couple of minutes. You know what I mean? Now, at the Civic Center, um, a lot of promotions have used that recently. Uh, Woo America (laughs) has partnered with a few different promotions. Northwest Pro, of course, has ran there for years. Glamour has partnered with Northwest Pro. So there's been a few companies that have utilized the Civic Center in the last six to eight months. Correct. What do you think of so many promotions 
having presented matches at the same venue, do you think that overall that's going to help wrestling grow in the area, or do you think that it maybe hurts having oversaturation of things in the same building? Where do you think that is going to ultimately lead us? Well, I'll tell you, I've been to um, to both pro- uh, promotions shows prior to uh, Corona as well, um, and other pl- and other places, and seeing um, both recently with Glamour and Northwest Pro being at the Civic Center, and then World Underground coming in, um, the same crowds are at both shows. Um, I notice a, a lot of the same faces are at both shows. The the location, as far out as it may be, brings wrestling to a whole new crowd of people who don't get out of the KP very often or out of the area very often, or, and they don't really want to go into the big city where I have no problem going to Seattle, Everett, um, Sultan, you know, places where the, the into the big city. But you get a lot of the locals that are like, it's right here in our backyard. And so the last few shows I've been to out there at the, the Civic Center, it's been some of the same faces in the crowd, which is great for the wrestling in the Pacific Northwest because it's, they're, 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 they're coming to you. They're coming to your backyard. And now, you know, um, Northwest Pro doesn't just run at the Civic Center. They have a couple other venues that they're working um, around the area as well just to get out there more. And that's great seeing them um, running around and going to other cities and other places and working with other um, promotions to just to make uh, a great show for anybody. And it, it is really wrestling is for everybody. Um, and they're doing a wonderful job, including everybody. And that's what's really awesome. These crowds are I'm seeing the same faces. Even in Seattle, when I go to the SOS show, I see some people that I saw at the World Underground show or some people I saw at the Glamour show or I, some of the people I saw at the Defy show. It's just the Pacific Northwest fan base, they, it, it, they love it all. They don't just stick to one promotion or two promotions. They'll go every show every weekend if they can. And that's amazing. Now, one of the other things in Washington, we're seeing a lot more growth as far as more companies opening up. You mentioned Timber Pro Wrestling, which – had its first show a few months ago and returns February 5th to Startup Washington. You have SOS Wrestling, Defy Wrestling, NGW, Woo America, Northwest Pro. Um, There's so many good groups out there, but a lot of times in the era when it is difficult to run within the guidelines not only of the athletic commission, but the state guidelines because of the COVID era we're in now, it can definitely hurt a wrestling company because there's cancellations last minute. Shows have to get postponed. Uh, Guidelines are constantly changing on what you can and can't do as far as crowds and venues. Do you think that in the era we're wrestling in right now, it might be the most difficult time to be a promoter, or do you think that fans are craving live entertainment so much that it might be easier to promote right now than ever before? Um, I think it's definitely a little bit of both. I mean, you've got your hardcore, or I don't want to really call them hardcore, but you're just, you've got your, your, uh, the regulars that, you know, like I said, you've got the same crowds. Again, we've lost a three, two, one battle when COVID uh, first started their venue shut down. 
um, they, they had all those issues with the whole, you know, when it was brand spanking new. Um, so COVID shut down their venue. And then, so three, two, one, um, diehard is, is what I should call them. They were like, where do we go now? What do we do now? I mean, Defy was always there and we were always, you know, the three, two, one crowds and Defy's were always it, the same shows. But when you have people pop up like the new Timber Pro Wrestling and you have, um, Estes Pro Wrestling pop up, these new guys, um, they, they're they're providing something that the fans are looking for. You've got a little bit of everything. You, you've got some of the same talent. Um, you got some of the same. Um, again, I'm the I'm the, the fan. I love being in the crowds. I love the energy. I I love cheering. I love booing. Um, but at the same time, it's really good to see some of the same familiar faces, the talent that are bouncing around from all these other promotions. And and it's like this is great because you you can go to one show one on Friday and see so-and-so and then go to another show on Saturday and then see so-and-so again performing in a completely different show. And it's just great to see that the, 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 the cooperation amongst each other. Um, and that's, what's really, really great around here in the Pacific Northwest. You see a lot of venues and a lot of promotions while they're having difficulty possibly finding venue or having their talent, they run opposite nights of the weekend so that everybody has a chance to see something on the weekend. And that's always been amazing. I've seen it all over the place. You got it up north, you got it down south, and you got it over here in the Seattle area. One night a week, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And so eventually, I'm hoping to see here in 2022, we're going to see a lot more of that again. I see a lot of things opening up again. Um, a lot of people are doing their precautions. A lot of people are vaccinated now. Um, so it's things are going to start coming back to normal or the new normal. Um, and that's great. So we're going to see more and more promotions and more and more wrestling popping up. And I hope uh, everybody has a great time. That's the best. The best thing is just being in a crowd, feeling the energy, uh, listening to, you know, I love this person. I love that person. Seeing people meet their favorite talents after the shows or at the intermission. It's really cool to see these people out for they come out. They greet everybody. They're just really great people all around. And they just provide something that you don't get to see anywhere really else. You don't get to to go to like the the big shows like World uh, what is it uh, World Wrestling and 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 AEW. Sure, you might get to see some every once in a while. You get to see somebody and say hello and tell them how much of a fan you are. But these smaller venues and independents, that's what I love about them is they come out and they greet their fans and they hug their fans and they get pictures with their fans. You know, hell, a few years ago I watched Steve Miggs give his jacket to a fan. Because she said, I like your jacket. And then after the match, he gave it to her. It was great. And she still has that jacket. Well, Travis, at this point in time, I co-host the coach with the most who's coming at us from coast to coast. And he doesn't mean to brag, but he has to boast. Because if you knew, he makes a great rump roast. Coach Mike Jones is with us. Coach has questions, I'm sure. So I will pass things over to him. All right. Hey, brother. How you doing? How's it going? Pretty good. Good, man. Thanks for filling in today on short notice. We appreciate it. Not a problem. Yeah, and uh, just want to thank you for all you do for wrestling and, you know, especially the last times I worked at uh, World Underground Wrestling, you were there and working hard and appreciate it. Absolutely. That's what I love to do. You know, I showed up last time at the at the venue. I was super duper early. And um, I helped clear out the the, um, the they had a seminar of some kind before the show, and I helped them uh, put all their stuff away, and and they left their snacks for us. It was really great. 
Yeah, nice. That really helped out. And, uh, yeah. you know, just with the same thing in mind, you know, it's like sometimes you go to shows and some people aren't there and you're like, man, this this night could have been a lot better if these guys were there. I can yep. tell you, you you made the night a lot better just being there and, uh, and for all the effort you do and everything you do to help. Well, like I said, I try to do whatever I can, and I put myself wherever I'm needed. You know, I've worked the uh, doors, taking tickets. I've worked merchandise tables. Uh, I, you know, whatever I'm needed, I'm, I do whatever I need to do. You know, I've actually had to jump up and help the a crew put up a, their um, their steel cage one time because they had all their screws on backwards. And so, and you could totally see they were struggling. I was like, here, let me give you a hand. And they really, you know, showed their appreciation after the show. They really appreciate that. But you know, sometimes you don't need to jump up and help. They've got it under control, but I really like to help. It's just what I do. Nice, and that goes a long way, and, you know, people remember Absolutely. that stuff. Totally. Exactly. And then, so, hey, so who were some of the people you uh, admired in wrestling growing up? You know, um, I didn't really have a whole lot of, like, singularity. Like, I didn't say, oh, I'm a real big fan of this guy. I'm a real big fan of that guy. I just was a fan of the production i learned a really long time ago that it's theater and it's they're putting on a show um just like going to a concert a lot of effort goes into putting on a show just like even going to live theater going to see a play a lot of effort goes on to putting on a show so i i always just appreciate the effort that everybody put in and me again i'm the guy who was appreciating the cameraman while watching it on tv because they're doing you know they're bringing it to my home for me I appreciated the unknown people behind the scenes because if it wasn't for them, this show wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? I learned early to appreciate everybody involved. And then even being involved in production myself a few years back, I mean, helping book a show was really fun. But like I said, I love, I love doing what I do now with the filming. And then, you know, ring crew is always important. So I'm always ready to ring crew, but getting in there with the camera, following the wrestlers entrance and their exits, you know, I have so much fun. They yell at me into the camera. Um, startles me at first, but now I'm just I'm used to it. I get a chuckle out of it. It's it's fun now. It's it's really a lot of fun filming the shows. Nice. And who's some of your favorite wrestlers nowadays? You know, I really, I again, I, I'm just fans of the promotions. Um, I a lot of the local guys. They're you know. Uh, You've got the guys that I've even been in the pleasure of, of refereeing for, uh, and, um, you know, I worked World Underground Wrestling and Combat Pro as a referee, but uh, I think I'm having a lot of fun when I go to see um, Northwest Pro's show, um, Mikey O'Shea. He's, uh, he's a really fun guy. Uh, I've been to several shows out there, and every time that he's there, it, it's just I have so much fun watching him and h- hanging out with him before or after a show. But I think he's got to be one of my favorite ones right now and uh, going on right now. But, again, I'm seeing a lot of – I've been going to Seattle and Everett and getting out a lot more and seeing a lot of these people that are just coming in that I've never seen before. And I'm really enjoying a lot of the variety of talent that's been coming through the Pacific Northwest lately. Nice. What What's some of the most memorable matches you've seen? Oh, man. You know – the first time I actually ran a camera was for the Northwest Pro. They did their hardcore show behind the tattoo shop. And I watched Darren Gwynn jump off of the roof and onto J.D. Mason. And that move, I, I felt it myself down to my spine. And But that right there was probably one of my favorite moments in the last few years that I've got to be involved with. 
Nice. Those, those guys are both impressive. Exactly. Yep. All right. And then, uh, so did, did you play sports in high school? Um, I played soccer, uh, but mostly I, I, I've just been a fan. I just would rather sit with the fans and, and just be a fan. I was never really too athletic. Uh, when I was younger, I was a little overweight. And then um, summer, uh, I lost a lot of weight. So it was just kind of awkward um, into junior high and high school. So I really just kind of booster club, I guess you call it fan club. I never really played a lot of sports. Okay, and, and then did you have any self-defense background? Um, No, not really, no. Okay, and I'm sure one of our standard questions, what's your favorite coffee drink? Just straight drip coffee. Uh, right now, uh, I've been drinking a lot of the Dunkin' Donuts coffee from the Safeway. Uh, it's got a lot of little less acidity, um, but yeah, drip coffee, is, I don't really go out much for coffee. Just stay at home and drink it. Okay. So what do you got coming up? Um, not a whole lot. Um, I know that I have to be checking my calendar here because I'm not sure which weekend coming up here, but um, I got to make sure my schedule is clear because I will be attending um, the next Defy Wrestling show um, as a fan with my, my couple of my friends. Um, another um, SOS show is coming, and um, then I believe the Timber Pro show is coming. Um, right now with the world underground, we, they are searching for a venue. Um, and so as soon as that happens, they will be announcing their next show where I will be filming. Um, but right now it's just kind of playing the fan. Nice. Yeah. I'm currently helping Paul look for one too, so we can do a, a memorial show for, uh, or a, Whatever you want to call it, a charity show or a, just yes. a show for for uh, Sonny, Sonny O'Mara. Yes. I'm looking forward to helping out with that. Totally, yes. Uh, we lost him a few weeks ago. Uh, it was a real bummer hearing about that. Um, and so, yes, uh, putting on a show and, and for, for for his family and just for his fans would be, sounds like a, a, a fun thing to do for him. Nice. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I got to go early today, so I wanted to plug what I've got, uh, how people can get a hold of me, and, of course, Sign will give you plenty of time to do the same, because mm-hmm. I'm on uh, face, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at Coach Mike Jones, and you can also reach me or uh, check me out at the Real School Army or NGW Green Room. And, yeah, gotcha, Travis, gotcha. next time I... Next time I see you, Travis, I definitely want to get an interview with you for the NGW Green Room. You got it. Yeah, and once again, thank you for everything you do and and just for being part of everything. And uh, I love your uh, ambition and your outlook, so thank you. Yep, I appreciate it. Like I said, I I love doing it. I have fun. Um, And then just – you're right. It it is appreciated. And and when the, uh, when the, the crews don't have to worry because I'm out there setting up chairs or I'm out there helping with the ring, they can get their show on the road and not have to worry about the tedious little things because I got it for them, you know, and I will do it for any any crowd I'm ever in. If you pull me out the crowd and ask me to, to wrench on the turnbuckle, you got it. I'm your man. Nice. All right, thanks again. Yep. All right, thank you, Coach. 
Well, Travis, like we said, you've made the rounds of the Pacific Northwest. You go to a lot of these shows. We've had a lot of really good young talent that have stepped forward in the last few years to sort of lead the next generation of Pacific Northwest wrestling. Who are some of the younger talents that are maybe five years and less into their career that you think have the potential to be the superstars of the next couple of years? You know, I've seen, okay, so uh, I just finally got the pleasure to uh, witness Nick Wayne uh, at the Defy show a few months back. Uh, and, you know, that kid, he's going places. He is amazing. I, I really enjoy watching him work. The crowd eats him up. Uh, and so just the, you get the chills down your spine when he comes out and he wrestles and he puts on his, you know, he performs and the crowd just goes insane. It's fun to watch that guy, you know. And then I recently caught a video of uh, Chris Brady. Uh, you know, I worked previously, uh, did some refereeing for Combat Pro where I first met Chris Brady. But I watched a couple of his videos and I'm seeing that he's improving and he's been doing really, really well for himself. And I'm, I'm like watching some of his videos. I completely get what you say about Nick Wayne, but to be fair, he's like a 10-year veteran, even though he's 16 years old. Exactly. You know, like I know, but I, like I said, I just started recently hearing his name, and I know he's not a noob or anything, but like you said, he's 16, 17 years old. He's been doing it for 10 years. He's, he's, he's on fire, that's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, you have also gotten the chance to work with a lot of veteran talent. Uh, I know as a referee, you worked with some of the incoming veterans. Uh, for example, uh, we had some Japanese legends come into Woo America. You refereed for them. Uh, there's been a lot of guys like Bob Evans and Shane Taylor and people like that have floated into the area. What's it like for you when you get a chance to work with someone that has been around for a very long time especially someone that's worked at the national level, and here they are working locally with the likes of you. Oh, it's amazing, you know, and the thing is, is that's, I learned that really, really, really quick, this is, we're all people. Um, they're, they're, we're all real people, we all are, and, it's, and so getting to work with people like um, Ricky Fuji and Master Fugo and, um, you know, even Leatherface from Japan, that was an experience. I, I mean, I even had the pleasure of, I picked up uh, Leatherface. We, uh, he, I had to drive him back from Portland because um, he was staying here in uh, the Port Orchard area. Um, and we had a three-hour conversation about just anything and everything. And so you learn a lot about, you know, who a person really is and what really motivates them. And I'm telling you, I really, really enjoyed that time I had with, with Leatherface, Tony Myers. It was, a, it was an eye-opener. Um, probably one of the more reasons why I did get more involved behind the scenes just because there's something for everybody. You don't, you don't necessarily have to be a wrestler to say that, you know, well, I do things for pro wrestling, and that's what I enjoy a lot. And then just learning from these guys, especially, like you said, some vets, like even getting to speak to people like Gary Wolf or even uh, Kevin Sullivan. These guys have been around for a real long time, and they know their stuff, so when they speak, I listen, if you know what I'm saying. What would you say 
has been the best advice that you've been given so far in your days in wrestling? You know, it, it, there's all, there was no such thing so far as bad advice. They've been given great advice. Um, so um, the best advice for, you know, like I was saying earlier, when you are uh, a representative of a company, maybe I, I got to conduct business as a representative of a company versus being the fan. Um, I had, that was the best advice I could get was if I'm a fan, go as a fan. If I'm there to represent a company, go to represent a company um, and don't get the two mixed. Now, when you transitioned to more of the behind the scenes type of roles from refereeing, was it mentally such a easy task for you to do? Did you, have a hard time making that adjustment initially, or was it something that since you kind of wanted to go that way, it was easy to be able to just jump into not being in front of the fans as much? You know, surprisingly, it, 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 yeah, it was just it all come natural. Uh, you know, tra- it, I've always been behind the scenes watching as a fan, um, and then when once I was given the opportunity to do some in-ring work as a referee, I, I, there was a completely new experience for me, but it was also the best seat in the house. I'm the referee. I'm right there. Um, you know, I also got the opportunity to be the general manager for a company, briefly uh, Fight World Federation. Uh, you know, they had one show. I actually booked the majority of that show myself. I was the general manager of that company. Um, I got to work the sound table. I worked commentary, you know, just being in that six-month period, jumping from referee to general manager to Booker and all those other things, I learned a, a lot. And again, that's where it all started for me behind the scenes was I could do this other stuff and it is fun for me. It's exciting for me. And then I still get to meet all these cool people. That's always nice where I'm still involved, but I'm just less in front of the camera than I am behind the camera. I prefer behind the camera. And when you were refereeing, obviously that is a little bit more of a direct line into the line of fire. Were there ever any injuries that you suffered from being in the rings? I know injuries are obviously part of the wrestling business, and they can happen to anybody. Did you happen to suffer any? You know, I... Not too terribly painful. I did. I've, I've suffered my, my share. I had to disqualify uh, a chef. <laughs> he didn't like that. He threw me out of the ring, dropped me on my head in front of my family. Um, but other than that, I've never really, I mean, I'm pretty quick. So I avoided more injury in the ring than I did receiving an injury. Now, were there ever any moments when you were in there and somebody did suffer a serious injury that you had to act upon as a referee? No. Um, <clears throat> nope. I can say, fortunately, um, I have not had to experience any serious injuries either refereeing for the match or being outside of the ring for whatever capacity. And I am... Uh, if I was had a table, I would knock on wood because um, I wouldn't wish any injuries on anybody. So far, I haven't personally witnessed any any major injuries. 
that's a definite good thing for sure. Now, when you were refereeing, I know you kind of got thrown into things fairly quickly as far as uh, being taught what to do and putting the ring out of necessary uh, need of a referee. Who were some of the referees that you would look to as far as trying to watch and pick up things that would work for you and be able to help you out in the ring? Well, for sure, you know, I have several sit-down conversations with you and as well as Mr. Pops Ballard um, many, many times um, pre-show and post-show, you know, being as green and being thrown in and learning on the fly, um, just knowing where to be and what to do, I got a lot of good advice from you and and Pops and even – uh, Randy Taylor has given me some good uh, refereeing tips too. But also, when I go out to, when I was going to Seattle to the, like the three two one battle shows and some of the other local shows, I would watch some of the other referees like uh, um, Ref Aubrey from she was now refing over there at um, All Elite Wrestling and some of her um, proteges. You know, you got Jamie Smiles and um, the Juice Box Kid Kendall Marie. Like watching these guys. And just trying to emulate all of what I see, you know, you, when when you don't really pay as much of attention to the referee when you're watching, when you have to learn and you are the referee, I found myself watching more refs than watching anything else. And I, my friends find it comical because, did you see that? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was watching the referee. What did I miss? Um, so I, I learned a lot just by watching and listening. As a videographer, uh, obviously, you don't necessarily watch them uh, when you're watching wrestling, but there have been a lot of people out there, uh, really notably Jackie Crockett, who was around from the Jim Crockett promotion days all the way through the run of WCW is their head cameraman. Um, World Class had some memorable cameraman that you always saw when they would switch shots. Did you have anyone in particular that you knew was a wrestling videographer that you sort of looked at and tried to figure out what they did to make things work and try to follow their examples? Oh, yeah, not not really, not by name, but, you know, just watching in the, the, the – over the years, the way they transitioned the cameras to, you know, booms and, and like, their own equipment now, me, I'm just doing it, I'm, you know, with my little camcorder uh, in my hand and my little tripod in the corner, but just being aware of where of the action and what where to stand myself or where to move. I'm like a squirrel. I'm always running around the ring because just not watching the film happening while while growing up and watching wrestling, just seeing different camera angles and different, you know, areas of footage. That's where if you can get in as best you can, you, you know, if you go to a show that I'm filming, you will see me up under the bottom rope. You'll see me up on the corner, leaning over, just trying to get the best shots possible. And when you see the edited footage, when we're done, it always turns out really, really well. 
And it's because you gotta, I gotta get the action. I gotta get the guy making the face. I've gotta get the, you know, I gotta get this and I gotta get that. And so the only, if I had one more thing at all, it would just be an extra cameraman. I've got that extra camera. Just need that extra guy to help me get the action. A lot of fans may not realize it, but WWE partnered with Full Sail University in part because they wanted a place where they could teach the next generation of production people, the cameramen, the people that do the graphics, the people that edit the videos together. They knew that eventually the people they had would be retiring or leaving the company and they needed that next wave. Is going to a school like Full Sail University and learning to shoot wrestling professionally something that you have ever considered, or are you happy at the independent level? You know, um, I'm like I've always, I'm always, always willing to learn more. Um, and as a hands-on um, learner, um, like being out there and actually just like I said, filming right now for World Underground, I'm learning hands-on. Um, from the first few clips, uh, I've learned, you know, the, the hand signals. For, so, you know, it's just I'm learning to, to be a better videographer just by being out there watching the footage and then doing the next show. I know what not to do and what to do. What I'm really thinking about is I would really love to get into to more editing. We, um, I work with Matt Miller at Matt Miller Entertainment. Um, he's our lights and sound guy that we've been using for um, the World Underground show. And together, him and I um, would like to get more out of the wrestling and just more into filming as well, too. Um, I have a, 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 a writer friend of mine who has wrote a mini series that we will be filming. Um, and so it's just getting out there. I would love to learn more about editing and putting film together more than just filming itself. Because, you know, the, the editing is where it's at. That's where the magic is made. And that's what I'd really like to learn. Um, you have had several roles in professional wrestling, like we've been saying. One of the roles that a lot of people will eventually gravitate towards at some point is running their own show as the promoter. Everybody at least thinks about it if they're in the wrestling business, it seems like. Is running your own show as the promoter of records something that you've ever considered absolutely um prior to covid um before um we started shutting down the state and stuff i was in talks with a few fellas um one of them was the uh, partner for the world uh the fight world federation that i was working for and we had decided we with a team of three of us we were going to launch a promotion of our own but again um we're still sitting on a restriction and uh, with all these other new promotions popping up, I don't really want to call them new. They have been around, but with like SOS and Timber Pro and you got even 5CC up in Bellingham, you've got Defy Stills out there without a causes out there. You've got um, a couple other popping up. We've decided to put our promotion on the back burner until things are back to more of a normal just to see our our best way to go about it. Because with all the promotions here in the Pacific Northwest, they run up and down. 
the main corridor, I-5. Like I said, you got Bellingham, Everett. Kimber Pro is a little off the beaten path there, but it's still over there. Still doable, especially from the Seattle area. Then you get closer down here, you got World Underground, you got Northwest Pro, and they're running between here in um, Pierce County and Tacoma area. So you've got, I think with, with the promotion we were trying to run, we're just going to find somewhere that's not got that much access and try to bring some of the talent from all of these surrounding promotions and see what we could do about that. But in, right now it's just kind of up in the air, especially since we really don't know when we're going to be able to full-blown go out, look for a venue, get our stuff set up. I mean, we've got some ducks in a row, but right now it's just a wait-and-see game. Hopefully that will come to fruition in the not-too-distant future. Absolutely. Now, when you video wrestling, a lot of wrestlers – whether they are trained to do it or they just naturally pick it up, know how to perform for the camera. They know where the cameras are. They know what to do. So the camera picks up what they want to have seen easily. And on the flip side, a lot of people, regardless of experience level in wrestling, don't seem to understand having a camera and working for the camera, do you have any particular favorite that stands out to you as a wrestler that is the easiest person to work for as a videographer? You know, not necessarily individually. I do say, though, I mean, there was one standout moment you know, you got you're like you said. There's two types of guys. There's the guy who is playing it up to the camera. Then there's the guy who pretends the camera's not there. But Paul Cerberus yelled at me, startled me, and it made for some good footage. He recognized the camera was there. He said what he had to say directly into the camera, and he went about his match. And he had a great match. It was it was fun to film that particular moment. But so far, just what I've filmed for the World Underground, it, it's Everybody is great to work with. I have not had, I don't have any complaints whatsoever. I, I get some where I can, under the rope, over the top, around the corner. I got no complaints when it comes to, to who I'm filming. They, they do their job. Like I said, you've got the ones who will recognize the camera. You've got the ones who pretend they're not there, and they both sides will do it well. Now, if you were able to have your dream match to film, be it people within our area, people at the national level, independents in a different region, what would you say would be the dream match that you would want to be there, camera in hand to capture for prosperity? You know, I've always, okay, so I would love to film Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. He's from our area. I, I missed a moment to catch him locally before he went to Ring of Honor. When I saw him on Ring of Honor, I knew he was amazing. He did some great, great, great work. And then watching him transition and go to the WWE and do all the stuff that he's done, I would love to see him locally against anybody, and I'd love to film it. Now, who would the opponent be? You know... 
I don't know. <laughs> Any, it could be anybody because it, it's just I don't. You know, I'd love to see. I uh, man, let's put him against Steve Meggs or even what about uh, J.D. Mason or even Mikey O'Shea. He's been he's a pretty pretty hot commodity right now. Um, the last that we saw of Mikey O'Shea was last week at Northwest Pro Wrestling. He suffered an unbelievable injury. Uh, he was split wide open. It was possibly the most blood I'd seen in a match in the Pacific Northwest in person. I'm sure he'll be back in a few months, but did you happen to see Mikey O'Shea lose his Northwest Pro title to J.D. Mason and see the consequential fallout from that injury? No, no, I totally missed that. Uh, I was out venue hunting in Seattle. From, uh, I missed the um, missed the, the Northwest Pro show. I also missed the the the, the show that was at the um, Washington Hall. I missed that. Uh, it's my own fault because I <laughs> forgot to check my calendar before I took off. Well. If you get the chance to go back and look, don't do it if you're squeamish because it was definitely a lot of blood. All right. I will take that uh, advice. Now, at this point in time, we're down to the last few minutes, so I want to give you a chance if there's anything at all you want to say to the Audience, plug and promote anything and everything, upcoming appearances, merchandise, your social media, your favorite laundromat, whatever it is you want, floor is all yours. Well, uh, I got to give a shout out to ST Hooligans in, uh, in Seattle. Um, they have an amazing gumbo. I was just out there uh, this weekend, this last weekend. Um, other, you know, I don't really have a whole lot going on right now. Uh, it's just a wait and see. Uh, the other projects I'm working on, I'm kind of, like I said, I got a, um, a mini series I'll be filming here pretty soon. I'm going to keep that um, under wraps for now and not talk too much about that. But a lot of the other stuff I'm doing, I'm just kind of doing on the low, low. And um, when more pops up, I will let everybody know. Um, right now, um, we're working as uh, Dope Dog Productions on Facebook. I'm working with Matt Miller Entertainment. Uh, he will. Uh, he is, runs the sounds and, and light table there at World Underground Wrestling, um, and we have our, our side projects that we're working on, but nothing's really um, set to launch quite yet. We're still kind of in the wait and see mode for everything. Right now, the biggest thing is like my, like Coach said, we're looking for a venue for the World Underground to do their show, next show. Um, they decided to pull out of the Peninsula Civic Center um, to possibly bring in more faces in another area. Um, I have not limited my search. Uh, again, I drove through Tacoma the other day looking at venues, looking for venues uh, out in Seattle, up and down every street, always looking for new venues. Um, so who knows where World Underground Wrestling will be popping up next. Well, we will definitely keep our eyes and ears open for that and try to make sure we are abreast of the situation with the venue. 
Well, Travis, we want to thank you very, very much for last minute jumping in with us today. We hope our scheduled guest, Tim Simmons, gets well soon, and we will have him on the show at a later time. But Travis, definitely thank you for picking up the ball and joining us here with short notice today. Hey, not a problem. You know, like I said, anything, I, I love to help. And so having my hands in some few things here and there, getting the word out and, and spreading the word of everything that I know, you know, like I said, the listeners now know, hey, there's these companies, but we, there's these things going on. And if we see Travis at a wrestling show, he'll either be sitting in a seat or he'll be holding the camera. And now they'd also know who to be looking for. And you can stop on by. If you see me, say hello. I love making new friends. All right. Well, Travis, thank you once again for taking the time to be with us. Fans, if you see Travis at a show, definitely go up there and say hello to him and introduce yourself. So if you know, there's one uh, one more thing, too, sign guy. If I failed to mention, I will be donning the stripes again. I made my promise to Yvonne and to Jeff that I will be the grappling division referee for Combat Pro Wrestling. When they launch their next show, again, they're also looking for a venue, but when they come back, you'll be seeing me and my stripes again. Well, I look forward to that for sure. Absolutely. So, fans, definitely, you can check out Travis at the CPW for the grappling now, I believe you uh, mentioned, but Coach wants to know how people can get a hold of you. I think he means social media-wise, and he's not asking you to divulge any weakness that someone could use to slap on an armbar. Uh, you can find me at Travis King. I'm on Facebook. Um, I don't really use my Instagram a whole lot. I'm still working on learning how to use that. I don't have any TikTok or Twitter, but you can always find me on Facebook. Um, I had the super fan Travis Mayhem page. Uh, we haven't really posted a whole lot on there right now. Again, a lot of things have hushed down once the corona and the restrictions hit, so we don't really have a whole lot to talk about. Uh, but when we do, that's where you'll catch my information. All right, so fans, be abreast of that and check out the Facebook fan page to get more information. You'll be able to track not only Travis, but local Northwest shows that way. Now, if you are looking for our particular show and wondering who we have coming up, we have coming up this coming Sunday, Al Isaacs of ScoopsWrestling.com fame. Anyone that had the internet and was a fan of pro wrestling in the mid to late 90s through the mid-2000s, we'll remember ScoopsWrestling.com. Al Isaacs was the founder and operator of that. And then a week from today, we wrap up behind the scenes of the Pacific Northwest Month with Timber Pro Wrestling co-promoter Taylor Jury. He is one of the four owners of Timber Pro Wrestling. He'll be joining us. A week from this Sunday, on the 30th, we have Jay Diesel, formerly of Ring of Honor Wrestling. The 4th of February, we welcome back Stephen P. New from the New Law Offices. The 6th of February, Real School Army's own 
Stephen Bonner will be with us. The 11th of February, Eric Smalls. 13th of February, we make up Military Day. We'll have all branches of the military represented. 18th of February, Oliver Sawyer out of North Carolina. 20th, Rules School Army member Short Sleeve Sampson. 25th, we'll have a sweet daddy with us out of the Mississippi area. On the 27th, we have Arch Nemesis of Mine, Shorty P, out of WCWO. And then we will have a big march coming up. Um, I will throw out just one name for march, but on the book so far we have Buck Sexton of Warrior Pro Wrestling and a multitude of other Midwest promotions. So that's what we have coming up for you. Don't forget to join us Sunday when we have Al Isaacs. That's going to be a lot of fun. Everybody continue to be safe out there. Support your local independent professional wrestling wherever it may be near you. And we will talk to you soon.